welcome to Almost Famous Minute, where we're discussing the 2000 Cameron Crowe film Almost Famous, one minute at a time. I'm Eric Nash from Watchmen Minute. I'm Pete Mubbert from Indiana Jones Minute. And I'm Jerry Porter from the Indiana Jones Minute. Yeah, great to have you guys back, uh, Pete and Jerry. That's, that's How you doing? Thank you. Yeah, doing well, thank great. you. This is uh, Friday, last day of the week. Glad you made it. Uh, minute 30 here, and it starts with William looking sheepish and ends with William and Penny back on the ramp. It almost, it almost sounds like a euphemism. <laughs> back on the ramp. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, you know, what's interesting is, you know, Penny, you know, uh, w- William continues like, see a red dog, see a green face or whatever hey like he turns to the one guy's like have yeah, frosty yeah it's like there's there's already been some inside joke that he's referencing but it's you know probably awkward or weird or i don't know it's it's suspect and that's when penny mm-hmm. you know approaches and says hey hey be cool <laughs> and so i wondered have either of you guys ever you know had anybody reroute your maladroit uncoolness <laughs> We had somebody reroute it, or do we have to reroute it ourselves? No, I've, well, either, either. Have you ever been, you know, railroaded mm. like that, <laughs> where <laughs> she just comes and she just like literally stops, yeah, yeah. from his his you know his his all his goodbyes, his you know fraternizing with all his new pals, <laughs> and she's like, hey, hey, be cool. Like, has that I, ever like happened to, say, to you? I'd like to see. I'm. I'm self unaware enough that I it would go right over my head and I just keep saying goodbye to everyone <laughs> feel cool. Hey hey be cool. Why I am that's Red Dog. <laughs> that yeah that's I know him. I know his name. He said hi. Yeah. <laughs> we, we we share a joke. <laughs> it's funny because William I I feel like I mean I I will I don't know what happens later in this movie, so maybe this will just be proved completely wrong. But just seeing William's home life, it feels like maybe he's lacking a, a little bit of affection or a little bit of he's lacking something at home, and he, he just yeah. seems so desperate to to find who he is, some acceptance. You know, it seems like he maybe doesn't fit in at school, doesn't quite fit in at home, and then he he's suddenly like, "Hey, all these guys know my name," and it's oh, like, yeah. it, yeah. it's just that's got to be super seductive. Well, that's yeah. I think that's a great word. But I, I mean, you know what? Fortunately, what, Penny's more seductive, so maybe she can rein him in a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Well, she now she has a really interesting relationship um, with William here because at the very end of the minute, she actually says to him, "You know, call me if you need a rescue. We live in the same city. Yeah. You know." So, what? You know, why is she sticking her neck out? Like, why, why is she taking William under her wing here? Is, is she using William? Yeah. Well, there's there's another or, character that will say that, essentially. Yeah. 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 That's that's right. That's right. Yeah. But do you believe that? What do you think, Eric? Do you believe that? Is she using him or what? what's going on here? I don't think she thinks she's using him. But yeah, I think she is. <laughs> um, to her, he's he's at this point a little brother. It's it's that age thing that happened. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, she was going along to a certain point because she really wanted to have a, a, a more normal, mature connection. But then she found out he was as young as he is. And I don't believe she's as young as she took it to. Um, yeah. I, I yeah, do you, believe you don't she's think... more in the 18, 19, even 20 ish age. Right. Range. Right. Because because it, it puts a really bad light on as Niall definitely helped point out last week, uh, puts a really bad light on Russell. If they have had this relationship prior a year yeah. or so prior. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. 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 If, if she's 15 now, or say she's 16, then, then it was when she was 15 that a yeah. mid to late twenties, maybe ish guy. Yeah. We've certainly heard worse and similar, similar and worse. Well, and I feel in, like, in yeah, the I mean, rock it, industry. Yeah, absolutely. 1973 or whatever. Yeah. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm certainly not saying that's uh, <laughs> morally okay, but <laughs> wait, how you finish the sentence? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, she, she, she's taken a shine to him. Um, but it seems to be. Not in the same way that that he, you know, shine shines when she's around, but she does invite him to go to Morocco. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Hmm. So, this is interesting because since you guys have watched the rest of the movie, I feel like this is giving you a different take on this because having only watched the first thirty minutes, like <laughs> this is the last minute of the movie I've seen, and I read her call me if we if you need a rescue. It sounded very sweet. Like I was like, "Wow, that's really nice. That that's really a don't say that to me. That's a really nice thing." <laughs> oh yeah, no, it is really sweet. Well, and I take it. I mean, the interesting thing is, I'm not convinced. Like they're all using each other, but I don't think anybody would see it that way. Mm-hmm. You don't think they would see that they're using each other, or you don't think an outsider would see it that way? I don't think that they would see it that way. I mean, I guess Lester sees it that way, right? Yeah. And, but there's something like in the entertainment industry, you know, it does get very blurry. And, you know, it's, it's, uh, there, there is a symbiosis that goes along with this type of situation that, you know, I mean, I'd liken it to like, you know, lawyers and judges and mm. accountants playing golf together. <laughs> it's like, well, they're using you. I mean, he doesn't really want to be your golf partner. And you're like, well, of course he doesn't want to be my golf partner. We're doing deals on the golf course. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I know that I don't like being paired and playing the sixth hole with this guy it's more about like you know it's more about the industry of deals being made or you know whether it's real estate or you know lawyers getting together or whatever it is whatever it is whatever you want to say choose your your white collar profession and everybody kind of goes golfing you know so it's like are are those people using each other i mean Mm -hmm. i just kind of view it as the same way it's just i don't think I don't know if not now it gets a little funky here and there, like especially towards the end. Yes, it gets a little bit weird and, you know, some boundaries are crossed (laughs) and uh, Russell like gambles the band-aids away to uh, 
humble pie, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so that that's you know that's that's a different that's 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 the 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 line crossing in the movie, right? Where where actually feelings are hurt. This was a low blow. This is coloring outside the lines. Not okay. But I I don't know. The whole thing's a little funky. You're like Penny Lane seems like a veteran of the scene. Yeah. She knows what she's getting into. Russell yeah. knows what he's getting into. The other members of the band kind of know what they're getting into. And then when we get the, you know, the the famous scene at the end on the airplane where everybody's mm-hmm. confessing their transgressions. Um <laughs> no, is anybody surprised? <laughs> you know, it's like, you think, I, you hey, I, you know, I slept with your girlfriend, Russell, and I'm still in love with her. You know, whatever. I mean, it's just like <laughs> they, they all kind of land in the middle of the room just as like the, the, the tension was palpable. They just hadn't said it. But do, do you think do you think William I mean, do you think Russell and Penny and the Band-Aids and the rest of the band see William? as a young version of them, like, do you think they see a little bit of themselves in William here? Like the part of them is like, Hey, I, I remember being like this. I remember being this wide eyed mm. kid trying to break in. I'd say no, because I think mm. this whole thing is drawn up as the haves and the have nots. Mm. And that's how that this thing is constructed, you know, and what Lester bangs his whole speech and take on it is, Basically, you're cool or you're uncool. Kid, you and I are uncool. And that's why, remember, he calls him on Friday night. And he's like, I wasn't sure if you'd be home. He's like, of course I'm home on a Friday night. I'm uncool. <laughs> he's a have not. I mean, what's great about that speech, he's he's also, I, I mean, if I remember it correctly, he's also like, but we're we're smarter than the cool kids. <laughs> <laughs> and in a way, it's a little bit the the pen is mightier than the guitar. He's like, you know, I'm going to write the truth and be unmerciful. You know, he he, you know, Lester Banks says, I'm going to write the article as a journalist, and I'm telling you too, William, be unmerciful, be honest and unmerciful. So if you're an uncool person and you're writing about the cool people and you're being honest and unmerciful, ah. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. no wonder Stillwater's a little nervous. He's, you know, no, no, I guess in that sense, no wonder William is the enemy. Uh-huh. Yeah, that makes but I, I just, I don't think, I think there's enough of a chasm between the guys who take the stage and the guys who don't take the stage, i.e., William here. Mm-hmm. I, I think they draw it so that. I don't think they see him and go, oh, I was once that kid. Why, it was only five years ago. Um, uh, one thing that uh, William, as the journalist, I think, uh, he he plays his role uh, with what uh, you were pointing out that uh, Russell asked him to do to tell uh, Penny in a very uh, important way, uh, in a certain way, uh, how he said it, how he said uh, it's not wouldn't be like last or should, it, it needs to be like last summer, so forth. Yeah, 
That mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, I mean, he he says it one way, and he has to. <laughs> that's just a little little wrong in his mind. Yeah, <laughs> he has to go over again and get get the ain't right. <laughs> yeah, you have to get it. Well, that's what I said. You need, you need. He needs to put that that. Sig- yeah, yeah. Mm. I mean, I, that that goes to show you how rigid and uncool William is <laughs> when he has to. He really has to get it verbatim. Why did Why did uh, Russell have William ask Penny? Is it because it's cooler to have William ask her, or is it because I mean, he's 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 the rock star, and he doesn't he doesn't do his own asking? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Um, or is it kind of like he likes Penny, but he's really he's the rock star. He really doesn't invest in anyone. He doesn't uh, have to. There's a Penny in the next town, in the next bird. He's he just so he's just he's just planting a lot of seeds so that there will be plenty of pennies that show up yeah. eventually. Yeah, wherever. yeah. Eventually, he'll have a dollar. Just, <laughs> yeah, so can be, Penny might show up if not Dime from Costa Mesa will show up or you know whoever. <laughs> yep, <laughs> Costa Mesa. No, I, I I think so. I mean, he clearly likes her, and she's you know she's the the shining one here in San Diego. But yeah. um, you know, he's a great looking guitar player and a cool band, and you know if if yeah. if Penny can't make it. You know, he did say it's it's not the same without her, but that was also a line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What he said was California ain't the same without her. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And you kind of want to say, yeah, but you guys are playing Topeka <laughs> and New yeah, York. That's a, yeah, that's a def- definitely uh, a, the bigger picture of the, of the yep. bigger movie. That, uh, and Tupelo and... Yeah, so he's he's kind of yeah. like, yeah, you're cool to hang in California, which, by the way, mm-hmm. isn't a joke. He's like serious about that, and he's like, and when we get to New York, yeah, yeah this isn't cool. <laughs> like, it's not cool for you to hang. Okay. Um, back to the names real quick. We like like I was mentioning, we get the uh, I think we get the name of the guy sleeping. It's it's either the guy sleeping or the guy at the at this like little desk table. Um, one one of those two guys' names uh, apparently is Ainsworth. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that, and I tried to think where have I heard Ainsworth? Yeah, like where have I, I heard that names before Ainsworth? Hmm. Did you figure out where you'd heard it before? No. Oh, <laughs> I, was, I, was hoping, I was hoping one of you could tell me <laughs> where have I heard Ainsworth before? I mean, is there a famous Ainsworth? <laughs> it sounds familiar to me too, but I don't know. Exactly. It sounds familiar. To, I I was like, he's like Ainsworth, and I'm like, is that like his real name, or is that what they call him? Is that like a joke name, Ainsworth? You know. <laughs> so did, does 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 William know like is this he like you know the handyman and the the custodian and the jam, you know like like the stagehand like does he does he know everybody's name or is it just the the rock star's names i think at this point he knows pretty much everybody's name you know and i, yeah. I think because because he, he's saying goodbye to the crew it's like the yeah. rock stars and yeah. the crew yeah by the way I have William's jacket. Yeah. 
100%. Yeah, I bought it in, I actually was on tour and I was in Idaho and I bought it at a thrift shop and it is. Oh yeah, you've totally got this jacket. Yeah, exactly that jacket. Yeah. I mean, just, you know, proving that I'm one of the uncool. <laughs> the biggest thing I see for Ainsworth is, is between it's it's a lot of places, but if anything, it's more of a last name than a first name. Yeah. So, so. I'm I'm assuming that I guess that's just got that guy's, you know, yeah, he goes by his last name and Red yeah. Dog. Who knows yeah, what's not, up yeah. with that? Yeah, you're not you're not following uh, hard and fast rules with names here. They're not they're not proper. Yeah, <laughs> not all of them. Maybe a couple here or there, but mostly not. Well, the thing with the legendary Red Dog, I mean, that's that's based on a real person. Out Red of, Dog. Yeah, the, the, out of out of what's seemingly mostly made up uh, various people, he's he's definitely one that's uh, the seen the most. That is. Besides Lester Banks, Lester Banks would be the yeah. biggest person that's uh, a real person that you that we hear a lot of dialogue from. But right, but he'd be the next in line, I think. He's great. Philip Seymour Hoffman's incredible. And he's just in, and he's terrific in this too. And 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 the few minutes that he has on screen are just absolutely fantastic. And he 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 just lays out some truth haymakers. Uh-huh. <laughs> he he does. There's a there's a you know there's a couple of great quotes you know in, in in this movie. One one of them I thought is really funny. You know, famous people are just more interesting. <laughs> and I thought you know, and I thought, Pete, is that true? Do you think that's true? Are are famous people more interesting? I think I do not think that's true. But yeah. I I never got the I never got the fame gene. Like I've never gotten oh i want to meet famous people or i want to hang out with famous people gene yeah 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 i think i think interesting people can be both famous and not famous yeah it's 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 not it's not a straight line compared yeah but do you you think so famous people can definitely not be interesting oh yeah i guess it means what you mean by interesting too like if you mean are they interesting in what they're creating or the aura that they have? Yeah, that could be interesting. Whereas if you actually are talking to the person, you'd be like, this this, this guy's not interesting at all. Sure. Well, what's crazy is if you're famous, you probably have experienced a lot more. Right. Yeah. World. That's true. I, mean, I mean, I'm not saying that that's I'm not saying what. That's not a foregone conclusion entirely, but usually if you're famous, you've probably traveled a lot. You've probably met a lot of other people from different walks of life. You've probably been invited to very strange, weird places. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. Probably had, you know, more, more of, mm-hmm. I guess I'd say sampled a more exotic lifestyle, possibly. Oh, the, the, the perhaps famous people have the potential to be more interesting. Yeah. But they might be like Maybe. they might have better. They probably have better stories. Generally, yeah. Just because they have, well, what's they have tough more to pull about, on. What's... Like it's not. It's not. You know, I met Harry over at the donut shop for coffee again. Oh, that right. might. Oh, I met the Maharaja. You know, in in London, and <laughs> whatever. <laughs> what's tough about it is if the famous people are always regaling everyone with their stories, all the time. 
you know, sometimes <laughs> they be just, they just become not interesting. Mm-hmm. Just one more. Or the you know, stories yeah, they're but, all like. Oh, I remember when I, I I remember when Tom Hanks told this story about Bette Midler telling this story about Red Fox <laughs> telling this story. <laughs> I was telling stories. Yeah, just telling stories, and and the, you know, they're basically it's like not really a conversa- conversation. They're just they're like the the tennis ball machine, just hit throwing <laughs> balls at you all the time. It's just you know, unremitting unremitting <laughs> balls coming at you over the net not really playing tennis i also wonder like if you're famous you meet so many people but it seems like so many of those meetings are for you entirely superficial whereas for the person you're meeting that's like a life-changing thing and they're going to look back at that and that's going to be you know something they tell everybody about and you have no idea who that person is and never will think about that person again yeah i think i mean you know, we were talking about this today with, uh, you know, I was talking about this um, with with a couple of other musicians, you know. Um, and, and if you are used to that mindset of everybody coming, gathering around you to hear what you have to say, to hear what your stories are, mm-hmm. to hear your opinion on whatever it is, you know, uh, mm-hmm. hot dogs or ranch dressing <laughs> and uh, you know everybody's <laughs> it's true though i mean i i see i mean i i live in hollywood i'm in entertainment myself i see everybody hangs on famous people's words they just yeah. do yeah yeah that's a culture and i'm not saying it's good but they do yeah you know if, no, if I, you go I, to yeah. a party and there's like a famous person in the corner there's like a you know like a a curtain of worshipers surrounding that person hanging on their every word and you know pretty soon you meander over there and you're like well i'll be damned he's talking about the time he played with Jimi hendrix or whatever it is he's <laughs> yeah talking about you know what you know whatever it is he you know he actually yeah. orbited the moon so i mean <laughs> everybody waits with bated breath to hear what those people mm-hmm. that one person has to say <laughs> and it's weird yeah. and awkward and usually it really interesting yeah but i, I think it's funny like a, a guy can be really good at playing a guitar and because of that everyone's going to hang on his every word whether it's about hot dogs or geopolitics <laughs> or whatever like he's suddenly the go-to guy if he's talking about it at a party yeah yeah I think I would love to see, like, I think it's really interesting, like, you know, again, you know, being in music and playing and that sort of stuff, knowing a lot of musicians and, you know, I think it'd be fascinating to see an almost famous with like politics, because I think there's a whole, like, if you go to DC, everybody's just like, oh, that's Madeline Albright over there. I got to, you know, you know what I mean? I was like, (laughs) oh, hey, did you guys see? Yeah, exactly. You know, did you guys see like Joe Biden's here or whatever? You know, I mean, oh, yeah. Are you see? Well, he just left. You just missed him. Damn, really? Yeah. He was talking about his, you know, or whatever it is, you know, George Bush just left. It's like, damn, I just missed him. Whatever. (laughs) A lot of those people, they're not the ones that are driving a lot of their even their own policy decisions. You know, it's like they're kind of the face of it. 
but you're getting yeah. the face and that's what we kind of want to see. Mm-hmm. We, we don't really care about the guy or the, the woman who's behind the scenes actually making it, making it up. We care about right. the person delivering. Well, I think we, I think we saw that partially in uh, West Wing. I think, yeah, you know, because because really Martin Sheen wasn't really supposed to be. I don't think the the main or was it was he supposed to be more the main character? But they went away from that. I think. Eh. Uh, I mean, I I think it's 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 a different version of an almost famous. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. it's good. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the, uh, the, uh, one, one song starts playing here, Cabin in the Air by Nancy Wilson. So it is, you know, it's a, it's almost like a score. Yeah. Um, but, but, uh, included, I think, what, oh, was that included on the soundtrack? Um, yeah, it wasn't actually, uh, included on the, uh, on the album CD release of the soundtrack, but, um, but it, I mean, it is like I said, uh, written and and recorded by Nancy Cameron Crowe's wife. Oh wow! Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I'm not sure to do. And then I think you know, although I think either either maybe one of you or Niall from last week, uh, I think maybe you mentioned uh, Penny, maybe previously or somehow. It was it was deduced that she lived here in San Diego. I think because she, in that in that really the, the true first meeting scene between uh, William and Penny, uh, her 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 saying or, or the other bandaid saying that she's retired. So that that's another weird thing with the age. How you oh, retire true. At fifteen or sixteen? Yeah, <laughs> but oh. but it's not like it's a real paying gig though either. I mean it's it's almost like a sexual slavery in a sense, but unfortunately. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, but I, like your, I, I think like you, you were saying earlier, the, you know, do they, do they get uh, the the food too? And there seems like, do, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, based on yeah. that, I mean, I guess that. Um, go ahead, Jerry. No, no, you go ahead. I don't, you, I don't want to talk about sexual slavery. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking based on, based on. Uh, I just assume pity would like when Penny says, "Call me if you need a rescue." We live in the same city. And now I'm suddenly wondering, yeah. does that mean she's from San Diego or does that just, is she just saying, Hey, you and I are now in the same boat. We're the same now. It, but, but it is, it is a fact though, that we, that we for sure find out later. Okay. They, that they are for sure in the same city. They truly yeah. are both, both yeah. generally uh, reside in San Diego. I, I like that. That's good. That's a good, uh, that's a good point, Pete. Are they in the same boat or at least, Mm-hmm. Yeah, there. It's. I mean, they they're have different both kind of riding the, yes. the wave now. Yeah, they're both kind of riding. Well, on I, ironically, the, the the wave of still water. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Terrible. <laughs> uh, well, is there anything else either of you have for this minute? Oh, that that so. uh, BW bus is pretty sweet at the end of the minute. Yeah, right? yeah. Almost, it's, it's almost. Yeah, we mentioned it before. It's almost. Uh, there, there's kind of two buses there, and there's one that definitely has more of a uh, of a uh, mystery machine look. Uh-huh. 
some some of the colors and so forth. Yeah, that is pretty cool. Yeah. That's a nice that's a nice shot actually. It's a very nice shot. Yeah, like kind of looking up the loading Definitely. ramp area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can I uh, thank uh, John Toll for that. The DP. Um, so uh, if we're winding down, uh, this is the uh, day of the week. Well, we ask our guests about uh, their history with the movie, and, and we're getting from you, Pete. You know, I mean, this is you're, you're saying this is your first time, essentially. Mm-hmm. I'm coming it. in cold. Yeah. So, yeah, I, it uh, interesting seeing it for the first time. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, uh, I saw it. I don't think in the theater, but I saw it a long time ago, probably like 10 years mm-hmm. ago, 12, yeah, maybe 12 years ago. And it was good. It was good. It, you know, at first I remember hearing about it. Oh, it's almost, it's a, it's about, you know, a band and they go on tour and the musicians and they're trying to make it. I'm like, why the hell would I want to see a movie like that? <laughs> I don't want to see a movie like that. <laughs> That's kind of what I thought. I'm like, I'm, you know, scrapping and living that. <laughs> so, but, but, um, no, I, I saw it, uh, yeah, about 12 years ago. And I, and I, I mean, it's, I really like it. It's a, it's a, it's, it's well done. Mm-hmm. It's got some great scenes. It has some iconic scenes. I, th- I think they treat a lot of, a lot of they they capture the vibe in mm-hmm. oh, yeah. which is something that's very very hard to do mm-hmm. but they they capture this chaotic excitement <laughs> and energy of even just showing up at a hotel <laughs> and it's like there's or you know there's stuff going on who's that young fan like the the kid who talks he loves yeah. led zeppelin yeah, he's just he kind of comes in like twice and he's nuts and you're like, this is kind of ridiculous and what's going on? You know, and they just like things like that. You're like, there's there is always a guy like that. You know, so there's that, that's that's a that's a very, very young, even younger than we know him from a few years after this, uh, uh Jay Baruchel. Yeah. Vic Vic Munoz. So, you know, and I, I I also think they raise a lot of a lot of great questions about, you know. Uh, a is a journalist the enemy you know mm-hmm. b like there's a whole thing where russell is searching as hard as he can to just find something real mm-hmm. and he gets to topeka and he's like i just want to hang with some real people and you know he he hangs with the real people and <laughs> the not famous people and it's like deflating and weird and like you know he talks to the you know he keeps talking to that one guy in the bedroom and the guy's like hey you want to see my snake eat a mouse <laughs> you know like yeah uh, like what is i you know it's it there's there's it's i don't know there's an irony there <laughs> he finally gets to hang with the real people and it's like now what and you know you know it's ridiculous he's the guy who goes on top of the roof to right. jump into the pool because the re- like he's the life of the party hanging out with the real people he can't even be with the real people mm-hmm. He can't even do it right. He can't even just be one of the regular people. He has to splash into a pool off a roof. So it's just it's 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 interesting. It's it's interesting, and uh, obviously the the you know what Lester says to William. You know, don't get close to these people. These people are using you. 
you know, at, at the end where, you know, they, you know, Russell denies 90% of the story. Um, you know, Penny Lane sends him to William's house, like kind of sneakily, which is done well. I think a, a fascinating character is the mom. Oh, the, yeah. the 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 yeah, most yeah. interesting thing about the mom is she actually lets her kids go. She bitches yeah. and she gets mad and she doesn't want to do it and she doesn't understand it. But at the end of the day, both of those kids return having their adventures. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the mom doesn't like it, but she doesn't stop them. Well, and that, that, that's my biggest thing I've said about the mom is that she... I mean, she's a, she's a uh, college professor and she kind of seems to have this, you know, in that way, I, I feel like she's kind of got this liberal progressive tendencies yet when it comes to her kids, she, she wants to be, you know, protect, very protective though. Right. Right. If, if it were any other kid, one of her students, she goes, you know, yes, go <laughs> be adventuresome. But yeah, but she, she really didn't want to do that for her. What's interesting is she lets she lets William go. She's mm-hmm. like, you just yeah. can't miss. Don't miss a test. And you're like, dude's 15 years old. He's going to join a rock tour. <laughs> Not a lot of moms are going to just push him on his way with a tisk tisk. Be back for your test on Monday. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yep. Uh, it's, it's yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad. Uh, yeah. To hear Jerry that you. You. It's interesting that you weren't weren't too keen on it, <laughs> hearing hearing a little bit what it was about. But uh, no, I avoided it I'm for glad several, you did, you did several see years. It and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just was yeah. like, nah, I don't want any movie about musicians. <laughs> 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 and uh, and I hope uh, Pete, you uh, continue on and yeah, can enjoy the rest too. And- yeah. Yeah, and then then on then also check out the uh, the untitled at some point. I mean, I I do enjoy that that movie, but this this the theatrical certainly just uh, just contains it it, it. it is better at the at the at the at the smaller segment. I mean, I'm big on for like my, the last the last movie I did, Watchmen, and and like Batman v Superman. You know. Those those directors' cuts, I mean, just are critical in seeing them, you know, to understand to, to for the plot to work so much better. For this, the plot works great if the theatrical cut, but what you get with the director's cut is just uh, so much more behind the scenes type things, you know, that just yeah, you know, just make it a bit more interesting. That's for sure, and are on our fun, but they're not needed. Okay, so um, so one last uh, time, uh, you know, you, you uh, guys are doing a great job, I think, on Indiana Jones Minute, and look forward to that. And and if if you have any personal kind of social media hand, special social media handles that you want to put out there, but if not, that's that's cool too. Certainly understandable. I mean, you can find our stuff indianajonesminute.com. We have a mm-hmm. Facebook page, the Indiana Jones Minute Listeners um, Crusade, uh, which is really fun. And talk yeah, about yeah. the movies. We welcome everybody's opinions, and and people post all sorts of ridiculous and fun, and really informative and really silly stuff. And it's it's I actually love it. It's great. It's 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 really fun and funny to see all the things people do and 
think about Indiana Jones. <laughs> <laughs> and basically, how he's he's influenced <laughs> so oh. many <laughs> generations and and people's lives and childhoods. Yeah. Yep. Very cool. Um, so thank you so much for being on this week. Yeah, thank you, Eric. Thanks for having us. You're welcome. Um, and I do need to give a quick shout out to the moviesbyminutes.com uh, you know, website. Check on, find out, find all the other currently 131, I think, um, other shows out there. Yeah. Um and uh of course uh, there's a uh, Pete and Alex as well for Star Wars Minute to kind of start started this whole uh uh, in-depth analysis yeah that we yeah. so love <laughs> um so we'll be uh back uh next week uh that'll be week 11 with minute 31 and until then it's all happening it's all happening, all happening. i am a golden god it's nfl draft season and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football fantasypoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points fantasypoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play whether you play fantasy football daily fantasy sports or do a little bit of everything fantasy points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.